So, Justin, what are we talking about this week? This week we're talking about uh, Microsoft Office on the iPad. Um, I think in the last podcast we briefly alluded to it, and there's a lot more that we can say about that. And then we're going to talk about uh, mobile payments and the many, many ways in which you can make payments on your phone. I'm going to go on an aside here and just talk about the word alluded, because this is a very, very popular word with the people in our office who have MBAs, mm-hmm. it means when you say you alluded to something, it means that you might have talked about it, you might have not, you don't even remember. And um, if you didn't talk about it, you meant to. So right. therefore, whatever you want to have done, you did by saying the word alluded. It covers all bases. Yes. Right. Like, I didn't talk about it, but I should have. You could right. say, I alluded to that. Exactly. That, or, and that's it, that's exactly how I was referencing it too because I know it's like we talked about that was it on the podcast did we just want to put it on the podcast and then we didn't talk to I don't know but we definitely alluded to it so for those of you who cannot afford an MBA just use the word alluded a lot mm-hmm. to refer to things that you should have done and then people think you have an MBA right. and that you did them right if, by using the word allude you really allude to the fact that you have an MBA so you previously alluded to the new iPad. Microsoft Office on. We were, we were talking about uh, Steve Ballmer getting a standing ovation. Oh, yeah. At, we, I think it was brought up. Um, and so, and that is the one noteworthy thing in San Francisco that people took away from the, the Gartner conferences. And then immediately following that, we found out that Apple was going to open up their uh, yeah, so, tools. so like there's this war of words going on between Microsoft and Apple. It's sort of like the good old days when they hated each other. But I know, it's it's not little competition is nice. It's kind of how you you miss the Soviet Soviet Union just a little bit. Yes. You think, man, if the Soviets were still around our our uh, NASA would be doing much better. So uh, Apple's communications chief, um, uh, says that Apple is now playing catch up because catch up like C A T C H U P. Apple is playing catch up because the Surface, that spectacularly successful Surface tablet, has always come with Microsoft Office and it's been free. Right. So now Apple has to introduce its very poor competitor, it, Microsoft thinks, Pages on the iPad and it's free. The rub here is that I think Pages is just really a spectacular word processor for a tablet. Yeah, Pages is, gonna, is a tough sell. The only thing that I think Microsoft could sell me on is Excel. And while you are totally embracing the post-PC world and have your tablet everywhere, I still like to use Excel on my laptop. So Ex- I'm not sure if they're gonna get me to use Excel on my iPad. Yeah, I'll, I'll admit, Microsoft Excel for people who have complex formulas or huge spreadsheets, Google Docs doesn't cut it. Doesn't. I can't manage my fancy football team. What about that. numbers? Uh, it, I, I'm not saying that numbers is worse, but I'm. I already know everything for Excel. I have Excel on my for Mac, so I just default to it. Um, someone who's spent more time putting things together in numbers would be able to tell you uh, better. 
don't know. Everyone has Excel. Just do it in Excel. And, and if it's and and only if it's, I would default to do it in uh, Google Doc at this point. It's Google Spreadsheet. Because, only when it's complicated do I. And because you can share it with people. I mean, the interesting thing about I so as of late, I've been doing everything on a tablet. The the iPad tablet with uh, the logic the hundred dollar Logitech keyboard that sits that is also functions stand. as a stand for the tablet. It really is the first suitable replacement for a laptop. Yeah. And it costs like maybe 800 total for both those things. Yeah, and if you already have a stand, I have a, and you have a Bluetooth keyboard for your computer, you can just connect that up. That's what I do when I want to type on my iPad. I use my, my Bluetooth keyboard and it, you know, it works but really, really well. I think it is a replacement because Pages is free. Yeah. Because you have, if you have a keyboard, you have it because you want to type stuff. Right. And if you want to type stuff, it's documents, and you're not always connected, you know, so so you want to be able to type documents in something other than Google Docs. Pages also really does just a wonderful job of figuring out, if you're going to touch a word processor, what you'd want to do. Right. Office on the surface does not do that. It just feels like I'm at my laptop, like using Office. Yeah. And I know this because I went into the Microsoft store and there was no line at all to use the Surface the tablets. One at the, down at the mall? In downtown San Francisco, yes. There is not, I'll just say there's no line. No, I went by there a few weeks ago and it was a really nice looking store. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It has a very futuristic Apple store feel to it. Yeah, it's almost a little too Apple store-like, but the interesting part is 100% of the customers are lined up in front of the Xbox and 0%, that's the remaining after 100%, 0% of the customers are lined up in front of the Surface tablets. Yeah, that's where we were talking about the Surface earlier and the question arose, could, if Microsoft released a superior tablet, and I'm not saying that the Surface is superior, but even if they did, would it get any traction or have they have they just lost this device, this device wars when it comes to phones and tablets because they're so far behind? I think the biggest thing they did wrong was when they introduced it, it cost twice as much as the iPad. Or not quite twice as much, but much, much more than the iPad. I think it debuted like, you know, twelve hundred bucks for the surface at a point where it was six or seven for this iPad. And people just got this conception of it as a tremendously expensive device that also was not an iPad. Right. So now they've slashed the price, which made everybody who bought it at the high price feel like a sucker. Yes, and that's always... That's really annoying when they cut like $500 off the price after you buy something. I, that was me with the original Kindle. Oh, really? Yeah, that's great. That was fantastic. You but, love that, that $100, you know, drop in price. And even if it is, like, I think you're right, even if it is, say, a superior device for some reason, even if the OS is superior, there's no ecosystem around it. There's no add-ons, there's no apps, there's no friends who use it. Right, absolutely. It's the... So it's very hard. Android, at least you have people who can't afford the iPad. You have a critical mass of those people. It's unclear where all the people who want Surface Also, you would. have Android people who buy Android specifically to buy Android. I'm not sure if there's that many people that specifically buy Windows devices to buy Windows devices. Yeah, I, I, yes. I mean, the one thing the Surface has for it is the keyboard that it has going for it. Is that it's, you know, all as our subway system, which is plastered floor to ceiling with Surface ads, 
there's there's no other tech product that I can think of that has so much advertising to produce so little sales as Microsoft Surface. Have you, have you ever seen anyone using a Surface? Yes, we have one uh, one employee in our company who uses the Surface, and he's that one employee that you would expect to use the Surface tablet. Oh. But the no, it's it, it, that is true. If so, if I walked into a, a coffee shop on Saturday to sit down and do some reading, and I saw someone on a Surface, I would make a mental note of like, oh, that, that person's using a Surface. That's weird. That doesn't have an iPad. <laughs> it is weird. But okay, so I was saying the reason to use it is the keyboard. But Logitech has come out with a hundred dollar keyboard for the iPad that is really quite amazing because it feels like a regular keyboard. The keys press down, unlike the Surface thing where you're pressing this like weird latex that doesn't feel like you're typing. Click, yeah. yeah, and you can't this is an actual click on the keyboard. It's it's like a quiet, nice feel to the keyboard. It's sturdy. It holds the iPad up like really securely more than Apple's flimsy cover mm -hmm. stand. And when you have the iPad in it you have a full fledged computer. I was, I was carrying around my MacBook Air and it was becoming untenable because I need apps now. I need the iOS apps that I'm used to using and I cannot be without them. So now the iPad has actually become my desktop computer because I can type on it. Right. With pages and it's free. So, and by the way, the free pages coincidentally came out just about the same time that Microsoft right. Office for the iPad came out. <laughs> I guess Apple could not keep it out of the Apple store, but they could underprice it so no one bought it. Yeah. Yeah. So, we'll see. We'll see. I, I don't have... I'm not going to use Excel on my iPad. Uh, no, but have you tried Pages? Not on the iPad, no. I would... The new Pages... Old Pages was kind of a hassle. The new Pages is just an incredible word processor. It's a pleasure to write stuff on your iPad, and you can actually do it in a plain seat. Mm -hmm. And you, you still have your iPad. You know, if you don't want to create content, you can have your iPad to consume all sorts of content. When you do want to create content, you have a keyboard tucked into the Logitech cover. So anyway, I encourage everyone to try it out. There'll be a link to the Logitech cover and uh, some scandalous articles on Microsoft on the website. Yeah. So you were going to talk about mobile payment? We're going to talk about mobile payment because everyone needs to have 12 different ways to pay with their phone. 12 different privacy invading ways to spend your money and to connect your bank account to a variety of startup companies. I'm just unlocking my phone right now so I can see how many different ways I can pay. I can, well, definitely a Google Wallet, Square. Eh. So I'll say here oh, in PayPal. San Francisco. Three different ways, PayPal, Square, Google Wallet. I feel like that's pretty normal. Three different ways that I can pay for something. Yes, and well, not, I mean, if you really look deeply into your phone, you have other ways to pay. Like, for instance, there's the Starbucks app that gives you a barcode oh, yeah. to scan. And you can start to game some of these systems because you can use some payment methods to pay for other payment methods right. and get like triple and quadruple points for spending your money from payment system to payment system. This is an extremely frothy this payment is, ecosystem. This is how you get your Starbucks. It goes through yes. seven different things so you can accrue all these reward points. It winds up being free. But obviously this is unsustainable. There's this mad rush now by all the payment providers to be your payment provider. 
And in fact, as we know in our business, there are a lot of companies when they're building their e-commerce sites, the payment systems actually pay these companies to include their payment system on the e-commerce site. Yeah, I mean, every, it's, everyone realizes that one, mobile payments are gonna be a huge thing. I mean, we've kind of been talking about it even before smartphones. I remember like, 10 years ago before, you know, long before the, the iPhone, even before Palm really was taking off and Blackberry, people would say things like, oh, you're gonna just pay for things with your phone. You want to get a soda from a soda machine? You could pay like they didn't quite have it figured out that no, you would just pay for anything. But they had the idea of like your phone is your new wallet, and now we're actually hitting that point. I and do remember it was always a soda machine. Right, it was a soda machine. Like, this was the one thing that we needed. <laughs> we needed to get. I needed to get a soda. No, in the future I'll just get a soda with my phone. Yes, and there there were, you know, there were payment cards in Europe in the 80s that had a basically a sim on the card and it was it was encoded money mathematically and in some cases you could use those cards to buy things at the corner store like from vending machines you would use it to pay for telephone calls with old mobile phones but it could buy a few other things too that was supposed to be the model for the mobile payment card so everyone knows that mobile payments are going to be they're already huge it's going to be massive and so now you, everyone's going after the, the the market share, and it reminds you know reminds me of televisions back seventy years ago when it was abundantly clear that televisions were the new thing, and all the successful companies that we know of today were just selling televisions at a loss just to gain the market share yep. so that they could be the television company. Yeah, it's weird if you're running an e-commerce site today, and you. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying this prescriptively, but it is possible to defray severely the site of creating your e-commerce presence by including Google Wallet and having them help pay for it, and v.me and having them help pay for it, MasterCard's charging mechanism, PayPal, by the time you include all these pay mechanisms uh, and you rack up the subsidies, you can actually defray a lot of the cost in some cases and you're also, you're hopefully making your payments more accessible for, for users. I mean, it makes a difference to me when I'm buying something, if they already have my information or not. And so if I'm buying something online and yeah, it's I a agree. store that I've never gotten anything from, that's a pretty big wall for me to like give them my information for a one-time purchase. I'll Usually I'll find it and then maybe I'll check and see if it's on Amazon or something. But if I can just pay with PayPal, or I can pay with this, you know, one of these different serv payment services. Yeah. Then. Especially on mobile. Right. Like typing in your info on mobile. I, I realized I needed some plane tickets and last night, and I know that Virgin already has my information stored. So on my phone, I didn't shop around for the ticket. I just bought it on Virgin because yeah. I would not have to like. Go through the payment card thing, have it fail, have the screen turn red, have it not be mobile optimized. Yeah. Well, and the 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 next step, I guess, that people are taking today is personal payments. Is yeah, that I think just me paying you back for lunch. Yeah. Like that is what it's now. I mean, you could always do this with PayPal, but it seems like no one really did until like in the last six months. I've I've felt this like boom in people doing peer-to-peer -peer payments yeah you could always do it and like 
and it was one of those things where you had that friend who also used PayPal, and so me yes. and my one buddy, we've used PayPal for years, so whenever we did anything, it was, you know, we're playing fantasy football this year, $750, PayPal. I know that if I'm sending money to Jeff, I can send it by PayPal, it's the easiest possible way. Whereas if I'm sending money to, say, my mom, I can't be like, oh, I'll just PayPal you, mom, because now I have to walk her through setting it up, or yeah. I have to, am I gonna ask someone, like, hey, do you have PayPal? And the new PayPal? app is really easy. The new PayPal app where you spend, where you pay with money. So you have PayPal has, the strange thing I think is there are so many of these payment things now they can't all survive. So what's going to decide who survives? Like Square, for some reason, it's just another payment mechanism, but it has made it everywhere in San Francisco and many places in New York. And I think part of it is that they give you an iPad, which is, becomes your crash register. Right. And talk about privacy invasion, when I walk into the coffee shop and I select that I want to pay, my face comes up and they start using your first name. They'll be like, oh, hi, Ike. It's a little crazy, but it's not It's not that invasive. Before, you would hand them your credit card with your full name on it. Yeah, but they know Square helps them remember if I tipped them last time. They can see... So this is what it all boils down to, is Ike's not tipping for his coffee. No, you have to tip now, because next time you go in, they will know that you did not tip the previous time. I mean, you want to anyway, of course, because you're a good person. But it is a little weird, like they know everything, including your tipping history. So I'm also kind of fascinated by... You know, Square was the first that provided just ordinary people with a with a dongle for your iPhone right. to swipe right. and take money. Anywhere. They were selling it at Starbucks. I could get one of the things... Oh, they were giving there. it away on their website for a long time. It's, it's crazy. You can go to... Yeah. And that's because Starbucks, of course, has an investment in Square. But uh, now PayPal has one, and instead of a white square, it is a blue triangle. Really? Yeah, I've not seen this. it's highly derivative. It's like That's amazing. It, they made sure it was a different shape. It is a triangle instead of a square. We'll make it just like square. Change the color. Turn it to a triangle. Yeah, it was. It's exactly the same thing, and it works very well with the PayPal app, though. So those are those. I think are the big two because people already had PayPal, and then like hipsters, everybody wants Square or to pay with Square. So and you can swap out with your. You can use it in lieu of Square. That's what they're hoping. People yes. already are using iPads as their registers. Yep. They would hope that you would just swap out this device. And yes, and that like, if you're a plumber, you're gonna start taking PayPal too. You could just swipe a credit card, you, and you can take people's existing PayPal money. Right. Uh, and then there's, there's if you go into TechCrunch and search for mobile payment, there's like another 20 mobile payment schemes or startups that people are trying to use and then you have all the big players microsoft i mean uh, mastercard amazon now has a mobile payment scheme yeah well you go to any conference and every other booth is mobile payment yes every other booth yes i agree with you that was i mean at, at shop.org at um gartner even there's a lot of mobile payment stuff so i don't know where it will suss out but i find it strange now that you can pay payment schemes with other payment schemes. They're just so permissive. And I can now use my American Express card in places I could never use it because the mobile payment operators are happy to pay the MX fees if you just start using their payment mechanism. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe that's a looking at credit cards and is a good way to, good comparison to make. 
one company probably isn't going to win out. You know, we've for years had Visa, Mastercard, and Amex. Yeah. So, but probably a handful of them will catch on and and continue to survive. And that's I'm really surprised there's not been more fraud, considering all these crazy payment schemes. That's right. Well, we were. I was showing you on my Gmail now. Not only do I have to be concerned with if someone gets into my Gmail, all the privacy, but just like you attach a file, you can attach money. I find this completely astonishing. There is, for certain people who have Gmail, I don't because I signed up for Gmail in France, but you have a dollar sign on the bottom you of... Have, yeah, you have to have Google Wallet, and the first time they're rolling it out, so maybe everyone doesn't have it yet, but the first time you log in and you have it, it'll set, give you a notification, but... I can just type out an email, hey, this is going to Ike. Subject, lunch. And then, send thanks for lunch. Go down, right next to attach files, there's a dollar sign, attach money. And my, <laughs> so you're emailing me money. I'm emailing you money, just put in the amount. I'm not actually emailing you money. There's, uh, you know, attach. I find that amazing, and it is, I mean, Google has used its Gmail system as a Trojan horse for new features ever since they introduced Gtalk, or Google Talk. Yeah. So now they are using Gmail as a Trojan horse to make you use Google Wallet because there's a dollar sign. What is it, like next to the font that you choose? Next to the uh, attach, attach files. I see. Yeah. So you can right attach there. files, you can attach... In between attaching files and uh, add, inserting picture. And attach money. Oh, and inserting files using Google Drive. There's that one too, because they need to use Gmail to give you to use all features. It's smart. It's really smart. It they, is... they do the same thing with uh, Plus. Now everyone has that thing in their sidebar where they can look at their different circles and where yes. am I getting my email from? So now no you one can, uses it. You can but... email people money. Yes. So it seems that um, to segue to just the last, on a social note, we may end with a social note today. That now that you can do all your interactions with other humans of all kinds are mediated on mobile devices. Um, I, I have noticed, I've noticed that only crazy people actually talk to each other now. Like in real life. If you don't know a stranger, you immediately pull out your mobile phone and totally avoid them. But the only people who talk to strangers are people who are genuinely crazy. That's not all. even that. It's not. It's not even socially acceptable to stand around and not do anything. So if I'm standing in line, let's say at Safeway, <laughs> and I'm just waiting to get something, I can't just stand there. I have to take. Yes. That I look. I look like a fool. I'm just standing there. I better. Pull no, you my... look actually suspicious. Right. It's like, what is this guy doing? He's just standing there. He should at least have earbuds in and be listening to a podcast. Or be on Maybe a mobile he should phone. Should be on his phone and checking Twitter. <laughs> like, you he's, would notice if you not... came in in the morning and there was a person that didn't have their phone out. I think you'd notice. I would. I'd be like, what's wrong with them? They're crazy. They're not on their mobile phone. Right. And it's not just strangers. So during the BART strike, I had to take Muni, because everyone did. The, the train system was on strike here in, in the city and county of San Francisco, Yeah. Uh, in the Bay Area. I always take Muni. Thank, thanks, BART people, for holding up on Muni. But on Muni, like, if you are not on your mobile phone, you seem crazy in some way. Well, and this ties back to this uh, tragic story that a few weeks ago of the, the person that was killed on... Was it Muni or 
I believe it was Muni Light Rail. Yeah, getting off um, the Muni Light Rail at City, at City College. The person was brandishing a gun for some time, and no one noticed. Uh, yeah, he had he was like had his gun out on the transit system here in San Francisco. Was threatening people, I think. I think he was just not interacting with them, but it was clearly out. He was brandishing it, and no one was paying attention because they're all on the phone. Now, I want to disagree with this because. This is always what happens. We always blame technology. And I, I am young, but I am old enough to remember riding public transit before smartphones. Of course. I mean, obviously, I remember that. And we were not high-fiving and hugging strangers. There was not, like, it wasn't the good old days where we interacted with, with the person that was sitting next to us on the bus. We just brought books or newspapers or magazines or whatever, and no one paid attention to each other. No eye contact was made. The no, same uh, thing could have happened. I agree with that to some degree, but there's something about the mobile phone screen that completely absorbs your attention so that you cannot even notice someone, as was as somebody said, was pointing a gun at people on the on the yeah pointing a gun at people on the muni. Like, there's something about the mobile phone where people, you could just willfully ignore reality. With a book, you do sort of notice a little bit what's going on around you. See, I, I and disagree. Also, not I, everyone I, would read, not everyone is big readers. No, but they would do something. You would have something Yes, on people the bus. would do something. People used to, I, people had Game Boys and like different, like, like. Walkman? Yes. Walkmans? Walkmans. Is that the plural? Yes. Um, so, yeah, so. This idea that smartphones, like, the making us the bad Samaritan, like, we're not helping people out, I don't buy that. I totally buy smartphones are making us lonely and isolating us, and that whole argument. I agree. I can recommend Sherry Turkle's book on this subject, Alone Together. Yes, and I will recommend... When, this is what happens when you and I talk. Have you ever seen the Portlandia skit where they have the, have you read this? Have you read this? No. Two people sitting in a coffee shop. And they just go back and like, have, you, have you read this? It's in the Atlantic this month. Yeah, I read Have you read this? Uh, th- this is how our conversations. Okay, so, have, what, so haven't I read? I don't know if you've read it or not, but Stephen Marsh, who writes pop culture for I have not read Esquire, okay. uh, last year wrote a really good piece about Facebook making us lonely. Um in the Atlantic, yeah, and it was along along the same uh, the same idea of the self isolation. Uh, it's totally true. If I'm at a if I'm out even with friends at a bar and there's a gap in conversation, I will pull out my phone. Yeah, I mean, it, it is it's almost like a reflex. But then once the phone is out, it stays out. So it creates these like weird gaps in attention. So I don't know what's gonna happen. Yes. Um, hey, so, uh, we're at time. We're at time. I wanted to talk more about phones making us lonely. Yes, we can, um, you probably will have plenty of time to think about that until next <laughs> just week's think podcast. Of, just think about that, put on some Elliot Smith, and just feel very, very alone. Yes, you can buy the album with mobile payment system and download it onto the phone, all without... No, just looking up from the phone. Download, download music now. Just oh, go sorry. pay your subscription to Spotify. Just pay on Spotify. And then stream. Uh, until next week, I'm Mike DiLorenzo. I'm Justin again. Uh, and this is The Landscape Book.